Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. You know, our church turned 20 years old this weekend. How about that? It's our 20 year, 20 year birthday. Yes, 20 years. And, um, you know, the reason that we're not like having the actual party or celebration on this weekend is because historically this time of year, especially if you remember last year, we had a whole lot of storms, tropical storms, hurricanes. And so we thought, you know what, let's plan it. Um, at a time of year where the weather is more predictable. And so uh, we're gonna have it in uh, early in November. I think it's that first weekend in November. It's gonna be like the 20th year celebration party. And it's gonna be great weather. Just remember my words, right? So we moved it for great weather. So great weather we will have because uh, we have some outdoor stuff and all that good stuff. But we're excited about that. And then um, I also want to say that uh, um, I'll speak more to this at the at the end of the message about our uh, some of our older uh, couples and singles, how much we need you involved on another leadership level of eldership that has to do with this commissioning that we're about to do. I'll talk about that at the end of service. But also I want to say that September, um, starting next Sunday, you know, are the fall feast. Those are not Jewish feasts, those are biblical feasts. And so in the spring, okay, those are the feasts that Jesus fulfilled, okay? So that's Passover and first fruits, what we pagan Gentiles call, you know, Good Friday and Easter and, and all of that. So Jesus fulfilled those feasts. Well, the biblical feast in the fall, look, Jesus came as the lamb, he's returning as the lion. And the biblical feast in the fall, okay, so the Feast of Trumpets, that's this coming Sunday. Okay, well, that's about the return of Christ. And so we're gonna look at that, the return of Christ, and there's the Day of Atonement, and then there's Tabernacles, God with man. So it's gonna be really exciting. Starting this Wednesday, we'll unpack kind of the calendar of what it looks like in our church. We'll also be sharing with you next Sunday just the miracle. What I mean, God has done some miracles with our facilities and with our expansion plans. We're gonna let you know about how we're gonna be expanding the arena for our youth, for offices, for a ministry center, water baptisms and all that. That's gonna be next weekend. It's gonna be really, really excited. Awesome. Okay, are you guys ready? Are y'all ready? It is Mobilization Sunday. And I wanna to talk to you really about what mobilization is. And that's really the priesthood of the believer. The priesthood of the believer. Let's pray, Father, we thank you for your word. God, for these next just 20 minutes or so, Lord, as we unpack this, God, and before we pray and lay hands and mobilize uh, our church, Lord. God, I pray that you reveal your word. Help us understand how important our ministry and our assignment is that you have given us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Let me read you this scripture. First Peter 2, 5, 9. I'm gonna move through it pretty quickly because we wanna get to the part of the, uh, of the service where we actually lay hands on you and commission you. First Peter 2, 5. It says, you also, everybody say, that's me. As living stones are being built up a spiritual house. 
So, you know, a lot of times we talk about building the church, but you know, God's building the church, but, but God's really building you. And some of the misconceptions that we're trying to challenge or is even the idea, you know, like we say, hey, we're coming to church. Well, actually you're the church and the church is coming to an assembly. You see what I'm saying? You're, you're the church, I'm the church, we're the church. So it says, look, look, you're being built up a spiritual house. Look, a holy priesthood. Everybody say, I'm a priest and I'm holy. Jesus has done that for you. Look, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse nine, it says, but you are a chosen generation. Look at this, you're not only a holy priesthood, but you're a royal priesthood. Come on, Jesus is not only your Lord and Savior, but he's also the king of the universe. You're in his family, your father. Father God's not only the judge of all the universe, but he's your daddy, he's your father. Let me tell you something, you have royal blood in the blood of Jesus. You're a royal priesthood. You're called to rule and to reign. Look what it says, he says, he says, look, we're a holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So let me say this about the priesthood of all of us, okay? Every person in the body is a priest. Every person in the body of Christ is a priest. Every member in the body is a minister. Every believer has an assignment and every believer has supernatural spiritual gifts. And for the kingdom to come in this world, in this region, we have to take our position as God's holy nation and really believe that every member is a minister that I am a priest to God. And if I don't bring God's kingdom into my assignment, my vocation, my job, if I'm a stay-at-home mom, my house and, and my neighborhood, if I don't bring God's kingdom into where God has assigned me in this season, vocationally and relationally, well then his kingdom is not gonna come. Let, 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 me, let me ask you this, do you think, do you think that right now we are experiencing church utopia? Is this, is this the end all be all for the church where, here's what I mean, like okay, man you get saved, that's awesome. You get water baptized, that's awesome. You start coming faithfully to church, that's awesome. And then, and then you serve in the house of God, maybe you're on guest services or, or you park cars or you're, you're in children's ministry and, and that's what you do, watch. And you come here and you go home. And you come here and you go home. Is that it? Is that, is that what we're gonna, is that? This is, this is what I'm trying to say. Listen, we have made everything about Sunday instead of Sunday, Sunday is huge. Sunday ought to be your relief and recharge. 
Your ministry's at your job. Your ministry is Monday through Saturday. Your ministry is on your kid's soccer team. Your ministry is at your house and those other moms you're connected to. Your ministry where the kingdom comes, that's where God has assigned you Monday through Saturday. Hebrews 6, 1 through 3. And so this leads us to this. It says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Last week, the doctrine of baptisms. Now look at this. And of laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. Okay, what is this? Why in the world would this be so important? In fact, so important that God puts it in there with faith and repentance and baptism. How many of you have known, like if God puts that in there with that, that's, it matters. Everybody say it matters. Okay, let, let me show you this kingdom construct here. Show the Let me show you the, the foundation of what we're built on, okay? So there's God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, obviously Jesus being Lord of heaven and earth. Okay, then there's the kingdom. Then there's the church, big C. Everybody say big C. That's the bride of Christ, the church universal as it relates to us. It's the regional church, okay? It's our relationship with other churches that God has called here to bring his kingdom. Then there's... Little C, the local church, okay, we're part of the regional church, we're ch part of the big church, but we are the local church. Celebration is a local church, all right? Very, very important. And then there you are, you're the believer. This is what I call, this is the kingdom construct. Now let me flip it, that's the foundational view. Now let me flip it to kind of how we relate to it. This is the heaven to earth view. Okay, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. That's Matthew 6.10, do you see that? What our assignment is, look, there, Matthew 6.33, seek first what? The kingdom and his righteousness and everything you'll need will be added unto you. That's, that's kind of our, we have that in our Vision statement, we're leading people to experience a God first life. That only happens when we bring the kingdom, okay? His righteousness, those are God's righteous practices. One of those practices is structure and order. That's why we've been talking about with all of this, you know, everyone a minister, everybody has spiritual gifts, everybody can prophesy. All of that has to be done, what? In decency and in order. Apostle, prophet, fivefold ministry, that, that, that order, that structure is how God keeps things safe. It's how fathering happens in all of this. It's how things are kept. The goal is love. Is everybody following me? The goal is maturity. So in all this empowerment, there has to be order and structure, okay? Matthew 16, there's, you know, the, the church, the ecclesia, whatsoever you bind in heaven, will be bound in earth. Whatsoever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth. There's Matthew 28, 19, the great commission, go and make disciples. And of course, there's the priesthood of the believer, 1 Peter 2, 5 and 9, and there's several other scriptures like that. But let me, let me show you this, okay? Why this is so important. Do you see this funnel? 
Do you see who's at the top? God. Do you see who's, if you want to say where heaven's coming out, where heaven's coming through, is who? Is you. It's me. That's why when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, pray this way. And he said, your kingdom come, your will be done what on earth as it is in heaven. So I'll be honest, what before this year, even though maybe theologically or technically I would agree with this, the way I functionally operated and the way our church functionally operated was kind of take out the big C church, put the local church up there and kind of take out the believer. And we really operated God, kingdom, local church. Now there were believers in the local church, right? But if I'm honest, it was really like, like everything, I really didn't have any responsibility. We don't have much responsibility to the big C regional church. And really, if we just build the local church and you invite people and you know, yes, we want you free. Yes, we want you, you know, discipled and grounded and all those things. But when it came to your ministry, Come on, I'm confessing right here. How many of y'all are glad I had that encounter with Jesus? If I'm, if I'm being honest, the way I was operating, it, 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 I'm disempowering the believer and I'm negating my responsibility to the big church, the bride of Christ. We say, listen, let me qualify this. We say the local church is the hope of the world. But really, Jesus is the hope of the world. Ex watch, expressed in the believer who is grounded in a local church, who is connected to the big church, the big C regional church that come in agreement for the kingdom to come so heaven can come to earth. And that is what's about to happen in your life in Jesus' name. So all these things that we've been talking about, that we've been preaching, this, this gives you a construct. Did we, did we have kingdom power before? Yes, but it was fragmented. Did you have kingdom power before? Yes, but it was fragmented. What we're moving into now is a whole lit look when orders restored, blessings released. We're moving into a much more biblical, holistic, if you wanna say, really what it means to be in covenant relationship with God and one another, that's what we're moving into. And that's why you're gonna begin to see a difference. I'm telling you, after today, watch. We have daily, I have a daily inspiration. We'll just go to our church app or follow me on Instagram or whatever. It's going out every day. We're making 300 daily inspirations for you talking about this. How to be available, that's just this year. How to be aware and available where God has called you. We've got teachings on the gifts. We've got everything all available for you, ready to go. We're opening up our church, ready for you, to support you, to encourage you. And I'm telling you, 
you will feel a difference this week when you were at work. Things you were aware, weren't aware of, all of a sudden you're gonna be aware. There's gonna be opportunities for you. You know why? Because we're coming in agreement with God's heavenly pattern and there's power in the pattern. This is why you're gonna see our church. We're taking our, a lot of things that used to be Celebration Church, Celebration Church. You know what? We're taking our name off of it. We'll be the force behind the scenes, but we wanna elevate the big church. We wanna, we wanna take other churches in our region. We've, we have a responsibility to connect with them so we can see God be more glorified, the kingdom come with more power. You following me? Okay. Let me give you, so what, still, well, what, does, what does laying on of hands have to do with any of this? Look at this. You see, everything that God does in his kingdom is done relationally. Everything is through relational connection. Why Jesus taught us, when Jesus taught us how to pray, that's why he didn't teach us to pray, my father who is in heaven, but it's what, he's what our, our father. It's not forgive me my sins, it's forgive us our sins, not as I, but as we forgive those who sin against us. God wants to remind us that every time we go vertical to him, there's also a horizontal component with what we do in bringing the kingdom. Jesus was what? The word made flesh so they could touch him. Do you see? Jesus said, if two of you touching any one thing agree, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. I can tell you what laying on of hands does. I, I mean, there's tons of scriptures. I can show you what it does what it does, anointing, authority, impartation, activation, all that. There's several examples in, in the Bible coming in the power of agreement. But behind all of that is this principle that our God is a relational God and he's called his people to be connected and relational people. And he doesn't want anything done where it's just, he wants everything connected in relationships. Come on, can you give God a hand? for that. So watch. Just give you a few. I'm just going to give you just a few. I could give you a ton, okay? Um, this is, you know, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. Let me just give you 1 Timothy. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with, everybody say, the laying on of the hands of the eldership. So, could he have gotten it without the laying on of hands? Maybe eventually, but it would be what? Fragmented and probably take more time. Laying on of hands matters. Man, if, why, why, wait, why wait six months if God wants to do something in, you, in six days? 
Do you see? That's why the body's been so fragmented. That's why the body has been so broken. That's why the body has been so dismembered. When Jesus says, when he's talking about the Lord's table, do this in remembrance of me. When we understand covenant, when we understand it's not me, it's us. When we understand there's a vertical and there's a horizontal, we understand that there's a wholeness that God wants to bring here. And all of these things matter if you want to see the kingdom come with power in your life. Let me ask you this. This would have been a good illustration. Clay, these are the kind of illustrations you should be coming up with and telling me about. <laughs> Instead of stealing all my illustrations and taking credit for them. Watch this. Let's say I had a 200 pounds something down here. Could I lift it up by myself? Of course I could. No. <laughs> you know, 200 pounds, I'm, you know, maybe eventually if I can get one side up here, take a lot of breaks, find something to tie around it. Do you see what I'm saying? Use a few chairs out there, pull my back out, like, Eventually, maybe I can find a way to somehow leverage and manipulate and use these to get a 200 pound log on this stage, okay? But what if I had two people? What if I had three people? What if I had 10 people? You see what I'm saying? What if I had 10 like strong people like Willie, Pastor Willie, before he hurt his arm? My back started going out as soon as Willie hurt, hurt his arm because I had no one to help me lift stuff. All the messes that Clay and those young preachers leave around here, Pastor Willie and I have to clean up. <laughs> what, think about it. What if I had 10 people? Are, are, are you following me? Well, guess what? We're just gonna bend down, we're gonna get it, and we're gonna put it right up here just like that. Stop, just stop arguing in your head this, that, what. Let's just do what the Bible says. Let's get in agreement. Let's stop being fragmented. Let's start seeing the kingdom come. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. It's just doing what God's word tells us to do. And yes, it matters. We got to get out of this Western idea that God's just a big love blob. Amen. We don't have to say anything. Let's just think. Let's just think our prayers. Laying on our hands doesn't really matter. Prophecy doesn't really matter. The whole order of things doesn't really matter. We're just kind of beyond that now. All this doesn't really, all that just really matters is God is a love blob. None of these things, water baptism, just wait on it. Wait till, you know, a few months later, let us heat the pools. Let us, let's, let's get good air freshener around there. Wait till it's just the right temperature. Wait till just the right day so you can bring your comfortable, convenient, uncommitted behind. Fine. watering down the word of God. Look, either declare your loyalty or don't.
I gonna have any friends after this message? Look, Numbers eleven seventeen. God says, and I'll come down and talk to you there and I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you may not bear it yourself alone. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking all my burdens and putting it on all of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's it? It's the principle we all have a ministry here. And that was Moses, and they didn't have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy, the, the same Holy Spirit that's in me is in you. And the same Holy Spirit that's in you is the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah? Acts 5 and 6. Look, now this saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip who led a pro-chorus. Isn't that it, pro-chorus? I'm just making that up, I'm just. You know what preachers do when they can't pronounce words in the Bible? They say them real fast, as best they can, and they're counting on that you don't know the real pronunciation either. So they're just gonna get away with it. The can or time and Parmesan cheese and Nicholas a prosita. <laughs> Look, whom they, whom they set before the apostles. Now look, now when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. So why didn't they just pray? Why don't they just can't God do it? You'll see, this in the, you'll see this in the Bible. Many times, you know, the gospel's being preached and like the Holy Spirit falls and, and people get filled with the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying is they get baptized. Sometimes they receive Jesus. They get filled with the Holy Spirit and then they get baptized with the gift of the Holy Spirit, like right there all at once. No hands were laid on them. So there was some kind of faith connection, that principle operating, where in that instance, they didn't need it. There's other times in the Bible where Paul or the disciples approach a group of people and they needed to lay hands on them for the baptism to happen or the gift to happen. Timothy is a great example. Like that didn't, that gift wasn't activated in him until Paul laid his hands on him. Remember Ananias, Paul was blinded. That believer had to lay hands on Paul for him to receive his sight. Just put your hand on the person next to you, not on their head, just on their back. Fist bump their shoulder, something. See, it's good for some of you husbands and wives. Y'all hadn't touched each other all week. It's good. Watch. It matters. It matters. Okay? Laying on of hands, here's what you're about to get. Authority, anointing, activation, impartation. There's all kinds of scriptures all throughout the Bible for these. Authority, anointing, activation, impartation, ordination, consecration. Come on, I'll do an Asian. I can keep going with Asian. Revelation, transformation. I'm out of my thought. It's trying. But here's what we see in the Bible. 
There's authority, there's anointing, there's activation, there's importation, there's ordination, there's consecration, there's commissioning and there's agreement. And there's agreement. Now watch, this from a local church, following that construct, from a local church perspective, the leadership of this church, it's very important that you are commissioned, that you're given permission, and that we pray for activation for your kingdom service. There is real power in that agreement. Whatever what, let's keep that up there. Whatever you bind on earth, let me say it another way. Whatever you don't allow on earth, he's talking to the leadership of the ecclesia. Matthew's, whatever you don't allow on earth won't be allowed in heaven. It won't be able to come in its fullness. But whatever you do allow, whatever you lose, whatever you do allow, on earth it'll be loose from heaven. That's what we're doing today through this commissioning and laying on of hands. Come on, are you ready? Are you ready? All right. We're about to, I just want to give you this one exhortation real quick, okay? And then we're laying, in 10 minutes, we're, we're going to uh, lay hands on you, commission you. The early service, the whole thing took about 10 minutes, but it's going to be powerful. Let me just let you understand this, okay? When you go out of here, mobilize and commission, get ready for opposition. Just get ready for challenges. But I'm telling you right now, we're going to take them head on because all it is is fear and smoke and mirrors from the enemy. Okay? Let me show you this. Numbers 13:33. This is when the children of Israel, the 12 spies, were spying out the promised land, the land where God was going to fulfill his promises. Your workplace, your family, your marriage, your home, your kids' sports team. Do you understand there are promises that God wants to bring to that land? It's there is a promised land for you in this season. So now they're spying it out. And look what the, the, the 10 spies came back with a bad report. Look what they said. They said, we saw the giants there. We talked about the pre-flood giants last week. These are the post-flood giants that were reintroduced at Babel. That's a whole nother message we'll get into later. It says, we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, the Anakai, came from the giants. Look what they say. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Now watch, God had done all these great things for them, all these miracles for them, all these supernatural acts, right? But then they see these giants and all of a sudden, here's the, here's the thing, all of a sudden, instead of, instead of bringing God, watch, God's purpose into the situation, what they did was they brought their own natural perspective. See, here's what we think. We think we project to others what we believe about God. But really we project to others what we believe about ourselves. They knew God, God part of the Red Sea. God was awesome. They knew all that about God, but when it came down, listen to me, listen to me, church. 
when it came down to them really seizing what God had for them, their projection was what they believed about themselves, who they were in God. Listen, don't you ever forget that you are a warrior, who you are in Christ, you're where you are matters. Every single person, every single assignment, wherever you are, it, it matters. And what happens is we have to learn how to project not our, what, 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 what if the woman at the well, when she went to her town, I mean, she wasn't even a Jew. Like, like, like right there at the well, she basically gets saved as a Samaritan and she goes to her town. What instead of, if she went to her town, what if she didn't project who she was in God? What if when she went out back to the town and the men were like, well, who are you? You know, we've been sleeping with you. You're a nobody. What if she said, yeah, you're right. What I have to say. No, you know what she said? Let me tell you, I've met somebody. And he's the Messiah. Let me tell you what he did for me. And I'm telling you, he'll do it for you. All you have to do where you are, you don't have to preach a whole sermon. You don't have to know all the Bible. All you have to do is say, hey, you know what? This is what God did for me. And I know that God wants to do something for you. Watch. The giants, listen, the giants had to be there. The giants were God's insurance policy that his people would inherit the land by faith. If there were no giants, well then there's no faith. And if there's no faith, then there's no God getting the glory. Let me tell you something, every giant you see, just look at that giant and say, you know what? This is my opportunity for God to get some glory and for a miracle to happen. I wish I'd have somebody help me preach up in this church. my last thing and the Jags ain't playing today so don't give me that I gotta go watch a football game look we're gonna get out on time next week listen five more minutes watch Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit we're Joshua's and Caleb's cause God's given us his spirit listen you got what it takes you have more than you think I'm telling you, if we will get on the offensive, you sow what you want to reap. You're depressed, pray for somebody else who's sad. Get on the offensive. The enemy's messing with you, tell him this, listen. Say this out loud. Say, Lord, I thank you. Well, no, yeah. Say, here's what I'm saying. Y'all are an awesome church. Y'all listen. Here's what I'm trying to say. Watch. Here's what you. Here's what you. If the enemy's messing with you, messing with your family, messing with stuff, you just you say a prayer out loud to the Lord. Say, Lord, I thank you that if the enemy doesn't stop this stuff. You know what, I'm gonna go pray for my neighbors. I'm gonna go witness to the person down the street. If I have one more episode like this, I think I'm gonna bring three kids to youth group on, 
on what you start getting on the offensive I'll tell you what the devil will try to do we don't cut deals with the devil but what he'll try to do is like with Jesus he'll try to cut a deal and just go into some pigs because he don't want you bringing God into your realm and guess what when he leaves you alone you say I'm gonna do it anyway I was you thanks for reminding me devil about my purpose He'll back off, man. He's terrified of Jesus. He knows all this stuff, all this stuff he did in the city. He, he, he doesn't think we're gonna have an appropriate response. He doesn't think that we're gonna do some kind of massive multi-thousand youth event down at the landing. He doesn't think that we're gonna do a massive suicide awareness camp. What, what is he doing? What is he thinking? I tell you what, he's not thinking because he can't help himself. He's like a drug addict. He knows there's going to be repercussions, but he can't help himself. And I'm telling you, the church is going to the gates of hell, and we're kicking them down in Jesus' name. And you're going to kick them down at your work. You're going to kick them down wherever you are. I declare right now, you're getting promoted. You're getting raises. I'm telling you, blessings are going to come down. I'm telling you, you're anointed. I'm telling you, the things that you you've been believing for. God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could think or ask. I'm trying to stop. The early service let me stop. Watch this. Y'all are going to love this. Watch this. Numbers 14, 6 through 11. Look, but Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. That's the Cajun pronunciation. <laughs> who were among those who had spied out the land. I love this. They tore their clothes. That's like a symbol of, <sighs> we've had enough. This, they're in agony hearing these people belittle God in front of his people. Look, it says they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, look, the land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. I wanna to prophesy today that the land that you were in, some of you are in jobs, some of you young mothers are in seasons of life where you have babies and little ones and you're having to stay at home and it's a really difficult time. Some of you are in seasons where you've lost loved ones. Some of you are in places and jobs and seasons and predicaments. Watch this. We're in the natural, the land looks bad. I'm telling you, in the spiritual, the land is exceedingly good. I'm telling you that it's in this land that the, you're going to see the goodness of God and the blessing of God like never before. If you'll project who you are, you're a priest, you're a minister, you're chosen, you're called, you're assigned. God put you there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm mowing yards. I don't even like what I do. You don't have to like what you do to know that God put you there for a season 
Come on, how about every yard you mow, how about you declare over that house that the Holy Spirit is gonna... Convict those people. Just you be, be available. Be aware and available. And you know what? God will promote you. Then you'll own your own landscaping business. And then you can come do my yard for free. Okay, so look. It says, look. It says, the land we pass through spies. It says, look, if the Lord delights in us, he delights in you. Then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Look, verse nine, hear me, church. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are bread. You know what Joshua and Caleb are saying? It's dinner time. The Lord is serving these people up to us so we can defeat them. In other words, their defeat is gonna bring nourishment to our souls and give us the confidence that we are who God says we are. Look, don't fear the people of the land for they are our bread. Look at this. Their protection has departed from them. Listen to me. The forces of darkness and spiritual wickedness over your life, over your homes, over this region, listen, their protection has departed. They're exposed. They have no protection. They've been unchallenged and unchecked for so long and they are exposed. And the Lord is a warrior and he is gonna come and wipe them from the face of the earth and bring revival from this region. I declare over God's people and over this region right now, Lord, I thank you that for the demonic forces and principalities and powers, their protection has departed. Jesus, you've defeated them on the cross and your people are taking authority as the believers, as your priests, Lord, as your servants, God, as your ministers, Lord, and we are gonna see revival come to wherever you've assigned us, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. And amen. What they were saying here is this, look, those giants, if you unpack that word bread, it means doorway, it means learning, and it means the working of the Holy Spirit, the three letters for bread. In other words, we have to have a worthy opponent to really walk in faith and mature and see the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the lives of others. It's a bridge, it's a door. If you're ready for your next level, it's right through those giants and we're going straight through them in Jesus' name. I speak to every giant of complacency, giants of neutrality, giants of fear, giants of depression. God, our whole neutrality, just our culture, Lord God. Lord, your people are gonna bring a kingdom culture of purpose and identity. We're gonna see your promises 
Your kingdom come to our land, our assignment, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.